Welcome to Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. During these 21 days, we will be praying together as a community of faith for specific topics each day, led by a member of our team. Now let's listen to today's message. Well, good morning, church. Um, I hope your day is starting off well. My name is Elton Vils Jr., and I serve on the Dream Team at Sozo Church as the worship pastor. And um, thanks for joining us on this 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting podcast. I've been um, loving this as it is an excellent resource to help get us through these 21 days. And um, I hope your year is starting off well. I hope you're um, refreshed. And um, this whole detox series, which I'm also loving as well, too, is providing some insight on how to start our year off the best way. Um, So uh, Pastor Jason talked this weekend about um, relational detox. So I want to continue the conversation today and talk about healthy relationships. Um, But before we get into that, I actually want to pray. God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for what you're doing in and through us, Lord. And um, I just pray that you would just be with us as as we have this talk, Lord. And um, I pray that my small understanding of what you want to communicate here would not get in the way. And so we trust you, Lord. And um, I just pray that uh, whoever's listening to this, Lord, that you would just be with them. And I pray that we have a good a great day. Um, and in your name, we pray. Amen. So I want to recap on our. Um, the sermon series detox and the theme verse that goes along with that. And I'm going to read from second Corinthians seven, one um, from the message translation. And it says with promises like this to pull us on dear friends, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit and holy temples for the worship of our God. Um, I'm going to repeat that again. Let's make our entire lives fit and holy temples for the worship of God. Come on, isn't that a great word? Um, and yeah, like I said, I want to talk about um, healthier relationships and what that actually means. And, um, you know, for me, I, I I think about like the relationships that I have in my, have in my life currently um, and how um, I'm the type of person who I don't change friend groups a lot. Um, and that's specifically because I I really place a high value on relationships. You know, I can be a little bit of an introvert sometimes, but, um, you know, I, I realize that relationships are key for, um, just the progression of life and just, uh, the plan that God has for you as well too. So, um, when I think about it, I think of four things that actually play into, um, healthy relationships. And this is not just, I'm not speaking from an expert. I am speaking from my own perspective. Um, and I'm also speaking for what I feel like God has shown me in, um, my 35 years of living. I'm definitely, um, still learning about relationships. I'm definitely still learning about, um, what it takes to, to have friends and to, um, and to, to sharpen one another and to love one another. Um, but I'm hoping that we both will learn from each other today. So when I think about it, um, the four things that have helped me, um, and then also like it's scripturally, um, that have helped me with my uh, relationships is, uh, the four things is vision, grace, love, and, um, respect and respect for boundaries. So like I said, the first one is vision, vision. You have to have vision for what you want your relationships to look like. Um, I think that you have to have vision for anything that you do in your life. It is the actual guide of, of, of like, of what you're trying to do. 
And so if you don't have vision, then you don't know what you want. Um, you know, it says in the scripture that without vision, people perish or other translation, it says um, they cast off restraint. And so um, I think it's important to actually know what you're looking for when it comes to healthy relationships. And, you know, knowing what you're looking for is, okay, am I looking for friends who are loyal? Am I looking for friends who actually push me to, um, to be better? Am I looking for friends that can actually call out things in me that, you know, may hinder me from reaching my full potential? You know, Pastor Jason says it all the time. Um, the clearer the vision, the fewer the option, the easier the, the decision. And so, you know, I, I mean, I, I apply that um, saying to pretty much every aspect of my life when I'm making um, decisions. And I think that when you're making um, decisions based on the people who are in your circle, uh, I think that that is uh, it's, it's highly uh, applicable for um for the for the for the relationship and so just trying to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who are going to not only just edify you but people who are going to make you better um every day people who are going to challenge you people who are going to convict you people who are going to call out the best and also call out the bad in you as well too and so um you know you got to have a vision for what you want your friends to look like and so I think that if you do have um, that vision and you know and you see what um, what you want, then it's much easier to actually find those people and to not only find them, but hold on to them as well, too. Um, so get you a vision for what you want your healthy relationships to look like. The next thing is um, grace. You know, I think about the word grace and how it, you know, it is so um it's so real and it's so needed um, in our day and age. Like, I think we all need a lot more grace. I think we need to extend a lot more grace to, to people that are around, us, especially, you know, like I said, with the world and how it looks today. Um, you know, in relationships that I currently have and have had in the past, um, there have been times where I probably have not been the best friend. I have um said some things that have offended people. I've done some things that have offended people. I might have not, you know, lived up to the expectation that um, my relationships around me um, wanted me to. And so, you know, I think about, you know, how many times people have shown me grace. People have, they have loved me through, you know, my failings. They've loved me through, you know, the, the wrong things that I've actually done. And to be, to be honest, those are the friends that I still have today. And so, you know, they they know the worst about you, but they still believe the best in you. And so, you know, I think about how important and how crucial that is to, you know, just the longevity of your relationships is not to continue to, you know, have a, you know, a, a box of just check marks of like, oh, you remember when you did this or oh, you remember when you said that. But they extend grace um, throughout the entire relationship and the friendship you know, I think about in Colossians 4, 6, it talks about, it said, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. I'm going to read that again. I got a little slow on that one. <laughs> let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so, you know, I, <laughs> I think about that when it talks about seasoned with salt. I, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a Southern boy. And so like, we love to cook and, you know, everything that, you know, we cook, it actually has a lot of flavor into it. It has a lot of body. And so, 
you know, I think about the, the, the scripture in the context of grace and how we speak to one another and how we communicate with one another. Um, you know, I want my words to carry weight and I want my words to have flavor. I want them to mean something. And so I believe that having grace and not trying to present your case as I'm right and you're wrong, but hey, let's work through this together. There are some things that I can do better and there are some things that you can do better, but let's 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 both try to have grace for one another and realize that we're both not going to be perfect. You know, I think about in the scripture of, um, I think it's in Proverbs, it talks about faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. You know, I want my friends to, you know, their conversations and their, you know, their correction to me. I want them to be, um, I want them to tell me the things that I need to hear, not the things that I, that I want to hear. And so like, I think that it moving in that regard, like it not only moving, but, um, but speaking with that type of weight and that type of seasoned salt I think it's more impactful than it would be if they were just to tell me all the lofty things about myself. I wouldn't grow from that, you know, and um, in Matthew seven twelve, it also talks about it says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do to them also. So, again, if you want grace, you've got to extend grace. And I believe that the grace is one of the foundational um, pieces of a healthy relationship. So let's show a lot of grace. Um, and the next one is um, respect, to respect and boundaries. Um, you know, with going back to, to grace, you know, the grace is kind of like a, I, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's kind of like a pass, like, hey, I'm going to. I I understand that you're not perfect. I understand that you're human. And you know what? I'm going to love you through that. But, you know, I think what actually helps us, you know, not have to use those passes is to look at one another with respect and have boundaries. And so, you know, in First Thessalonians um, 5, 11, it talks about, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And so, I think if you move into a relationship thinking, um, not thinking, but with a motive that, you know what, I'm going to get the best out of this. And and if I'm going to get the best out of this, I'm going to give my very best. And so everything that you do in regards to that relationship, you want it to be life-giving. You want it to be healthy. And so um, you, you want to build up one another. You don't want to tear each other down. You want to call out the best, but also you want to call out the worst because, like I said, the, you know, calling out the worst and, and, and not um, and not calling those things out can hinder that person from reaching their full potential. So you want to do it with grace. You want to do it with love, but you you, you, you need to do it. <laughs> and so, you know, I setting up boundaries and, you know, telling, you know, letting people know, OK, this is where this is where the line is in regards to our relationship. You know, I, I think about, you know, people sometimes think that boundaries are a bad thing, but actually no boundaries are a good thing. You know, healthy boundaries are a good thing. So the, you set an actual expectation so that people know, OK, that's that's either the bar that I need to reach or that's a bar that I don't need to cross. Um, you know, I think about it in scripture where it talks about bad company ruins good morals. And so like if you have someone who just does not respect your boundaries, you have someone that just is, you know, 
you can just tell they're in it for themselves and they they're not trying to change like i think that that negative energy and that negative perspective it's going to corrupt you it's going to cause you to be more frustrated it's going to cause you to be um not a happy person and therefore it's you're not going to build each other up you're going to always look at that person with envy and with frustration and you're going to be annoyed um you know i i I think about another saying that pastor jason talks about it says your faith affects your friends and your friends affect your faith you know and so if your friends are you know if they're just moody, if they are just like grouchy, which I can be grouchy sometimes, <laughs> but like if they are, you know, they're just not in a good place. And again, we all have bad days, but, you know, if they're standing that in that bad place and they're not trying to move towards, you know, anything that's that's good. You know, that can start to affect you. It can make you frustrated. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to be around them. And then, you know, it it demolishes the relationship. You know, um, I, I have another saying, you know, culture is king. Like, you know, the, the culture that you are around, the culture you're in, it, it makes you who you are. And so your crew affects your culture and your culture affects your crew. So the people that you hang around, like they affect you and they affect like the, the environments that you're in. And guess what? That culture that you're in, like if it's healthy, if it's life giving, if you're edifying one another, if you are, you know, building up one another, if you're showing grace, if you are, you you are, you you all are setting boundaries, healthy boundaries, like that's going to affect your crew, and that's going you're gonna you're all going to grow together. You're not just going to grow individually. You're all going to grow together. Um, and um, the last the last one I think, which is most important, and you know, this word is mentioned in the Bible. I mean, it's probably mentioned more than 300 times, um, probably more than that. And that's love. Um, you gotta, you gotta love people. You gotta love one another. And, um, you, you, you gotta like them too, but more than liking, you gotta love them. And, um, I just, I'm think I think about the scripture it's in first John and it says, if someone says I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that believer is a liar for if we don't have, for if we don't love people, we can see how can we love God whom we cannot see. And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also have love for their fellow believers. And so if you are a Christian and you don't love the people that are around you are love the people that you're in relationship with. How can you say that you love God? And, you know, I think that that is the cornerstone of, of relationships. You know, as humans, we are, we are designed and we are, we are wired for a relationship and therefore we are wired for love. Like we need, we, we need, we need people. We need one another. And so I think as God himself has taken care of us and he has given um, himself to us. I mean, you know, you think about one of the greatest scriptures of all. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And so I think that it's such a beautiful picture of like who our God is. He he's continuously giving and um, he's giving of grace. He's given of mercy. He's given of, you know, of, of faithfulness. And so I think if we are made in his image, we should we should we should be in the same way. Like we should do the same things. We should practice love. Like, and, and I'm talking about not just the love where it's just like, oh, you know, um, 
I'm going to, I'm just going, I'm just going to fluff you up, but no, no, actually like demonstrating love. And that may, that may look different. That may be giving a kind word that may be giving somebody a hug that may be calling them. That may be some sort of act of kindness, you know, cooking dinner for someone when they're having a bad day or, you know, shooting them a text, you know, Hey man, like I was just thinking about you. Um, I'm not sure, really sure like how your week's going, but I just want to tell you, I appreciate you. You know, I'm so thankful for having you in my life and what you do for me. Like those little things, like they, they mean a lot to, to humans. And, you know, I like, this is a scripture that I've really been, um, just really been focusing on and, and what it means to actually, um, truly, um, demonstrate what love is. It's, you know, it's John 15, 13, and it talks about, it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. You know, (laughs) I think we, you can take that scripture and you can, you can, you can run with it and make it a little bit more dramatic than what it is. And, you know, uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, I know for sure guys for sure. It's like, you know, that's my boy. Like I'll take a bullet for him and (laughs) you could equate that, that vernacular to that scripture. But I don't really think that it's talking about, you know, actually like, you know, um, actively, you know, taking a bullet for somebody or, or your friend. I think it's more so of like laying down the things that are important, the things that cause um, that calls for real sacrifice. And so, you know, whatever that may be, you know, there are times where I have to with my friends, I have to yield and, and call my, you know, and call myself out and say, you know what, I was wrong. Like to me, that is laying down your life. Like that is laying down your conveniences. That is, that's laying down, you know, your comfortability. Oh, you know, well, this is how I, this is how I usually am. This is how I've been. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm blunt. Like that's just my personality. Yeah. But is that your personality or is that just your selfishness and you not willing to change? And so, you know, however, however it is and whatever it is that you need to do to meet that other person to continue to have a healthy relationship. I think that is the the biggest demonstration of, you know, laying down your life for for someone and demonstrating love. It's, it's sacrificial love. And I think because our God, our the, the God, the God of all gods, he you know, his most precious thing, his son, he actually gave that for people that, you know, probably, you know, they, they don't know him. They're not trying to know him, but that's still available for them. And to me, that is the biggest and most beautiful demonstration of of love. And so, um, I'm going to just recap those things. Like I said, for me, healthy relationships, you got to have a vision for your relationship. You got to show grace, to, to, to one another. We, we're all not perfect and we need to realize that and we need to have grace in that regard. Um, the next thing is to have respect and have boundaries, have standards, uh, make those standards and expectations known in a gracious way. And then lastly, like I said, we got to have love. And so um, that's my take on healthy relationships. I hope that it helped somebody. Again, like I said, it's still helping me. So I'm going to pray and um, yeah, hope we all have a great day. So Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful that you demonstrate the greatest love of all. And Lord, I just pray that you would just help each and every one of us, Lord, learn how to um, have vision for relationships, um, relationships that you see um, that are whole and that are holy and relationships that will edify and strengthen us, thus strengthening one another. 
And Lord, I just pray that you would give people a vision for what that actually looks like. I pray for the person who might not know what a healthy relationship is. And Lord, I pray that you would just show them what that is. You would give them a vision for um, the people that you want um, them to be surrounded with. And Lord, I just pray for more grace. Um, and Lord, I, I, you are the you are the perfecter of like what grace actually looks like, Lord. So you are the you're the best teacher of that. Um, and it's demonstrated in the scripture um, time and time and time after again of what that looks like, Lord. And I just pray that you would just teach each and every one of us um, of how to how to show more grace, how to be more gracious. And Lord, um, teach us about boundaries, teach us that, you know, our convictions and the things that um, we think are, are, are holding us back, Lord, that those things are good, like the, that those boundaries are good, that those standards are good as long as they are your standards. And um, yeah, I, I think that when we have boundaries and when we have standards, it actually allows us to expand our territory to be able to love more and to love greater and to be even more gracious, God, because we have reserve, we have energy to do so. And uh, we're not just living carelessly um, throughout life. And Lord, I just pray that you would just give each and every one of us a capacity to love one another more. Um, Father, as just as you have loved us, Lord, I pray that you, we would teach us how to love one another. Um, and so, Lord, we just give you this podcast or we give you the rest of these 21 days. God, uh, help us to to stay on the path um, of, of resetting our lives so that we can live a better 2021. And it is your name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. I can't wait to tune in tomorrow for our daily podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. We hope today's message inspires you in your prayer life. Join us again tomorrow on the podcast for another encouraging message from a member of our team.